Anchor is by far the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place for free. How cool is that? And then you can use it right from your phone, your iPad, your tablet. Download the app, record your podcast, and that's it. And there are so many creative tools that you can use to make your podcast amazing. You can import music. You can edit and re-record as often as you like to your perfection. You don't have to worry about your podcast being distributed because they take care of that for you. They make sure your podcast is visible on Spotify, Apple, Google, and the list goes on. And then you can easily, easily make money with no minimum listenership. If I were you, I would advise you to use Anchor. Hello, everybody. KDC here, back again with another episode. Want to talk about trying to fight what you can't see. Trying to fight what you can't see. One of the key verses that I was really looking at is Ephesians 6 and 12. But first of all, let's look at this. Just visualize with me, if you will. You're in a fight, but your opponent is not visible to the natural eye. And you're punching, kicking, and swinging at what appears to be just plain air. Trying to fight what you can't see. You see, some of us, for that very reason, we're walking away defeated. Not because we don't have the power, not because we're lacking spiritually, but simply because we're fighting the enemy the wrong way. Ephesians 6 and 12 tells us, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 through 5 tells us, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Okay, now that we know it's a spiritual battle, so of course it it makes more sense that we're not going to be able to see it. First of all, how do we know that it's the enemy? We, We realize that it's spiritual, but how do we know that it's the enemy? And then second of all, how do we fight it? Okay, how do we know it's the enemy? First John 4 and 1, it, it, it tells us to try the spirit by the spirit. 
John 10 and 10, it already lets us know the enemy's purpose, which is to steal, kill, and destroy. And then it goes on to further state in another text that said the enemy goes to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. So that that lets us know the enemy's purpose offhand. He's trying to see whom he can devour and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Then Genesis 3 and 1. Look at, pay attention to the characteristics that the Bible speaks about. In Genesis 3 and 1, it talks about the serpent being from the beginning being conniving. In the Garden of Eden, from the beginning of time, the enemy displayed a spirit of deceit. He displayed a spirit of manipulation. He displayed that spirit of discord coming in between what God told Adam and what he was trying and successfully did get Eve to do and also to persuade Adam to do, which caused discord between them. So we have to recognize the characteristics of the enemy that the Bible speaks of. And finally, how do we fight what we know is there? We know we're not crazy. We know it's something wrong. We know it's something not right. We know it's something that's not adding up, but it's unseen to the physical eye. James 4 and 7 says that if we resist the enemy, he'll flee. How do we resist him? See... Some of us, we get stuck right there because we we don't know how or either we know how and we just won't do when it comes to resisting the enemy. How do we resist him? Staying away from ungodly counsel. You know is that one person that's, whether they're in your life, love to be around you, that ain't bit more trying to do what God said, trying to live a godly life than the man on the moon. Yes, resist ungodly counsel. They gonna tell you everything that they think you should do, need to do, feel like, and nowhere does it uphold any biblical principles. Any godly statues is just their own thoughts, feelings, and opinions. And Psalms 1 and 3 said to be planted like a tree beside the rivers of living water. Yeah, of course, temptation is going to come. Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. But he also told the devil that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word so you have to be able to stand your ground something's gonna look good it's gonna feel good yes you may want it but if you know that that ain't what you need nor what is it what you're supposed to have you're gonna have to stand on it 
and mean it. And then David also goes on to help us in Psalms 44 and 1, where he lets us know that our praises are used like a weapon. Blessed be the name of the Lord who teaches my fingers to war and my hands to fight. You worshiping God, it's it's like your own battle tool against the enemy. Also prayer. David shows all throughout the big, the book of Psalms. Psalm 17, Psalms 35, Psalms 54, Psalm 63 in their entirety. How he prayed to God against his enemies and how God moved on his behalf. So want to simply encourage somebody. No, you're not inadequate. No, you don't lack more anointing, more power. Sometimes we're just doing, we want to do the right thing, but we're going about it the wrong way. And it's just that simple. Trying to fight what we can't see. But are we fighting it the way we're supposed to? Be blessed.